Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hello, Andy. How you doing, Patrick? I'm doing, I'm doing good. How you doing? <laughs> I'm not doing bad. You're not doing bad, or are you doing good? I'm doing good. Okay. Sorry. That just sounded... I guess, what's the difference, right? Well, that just sounded more negative. Like, it sounded like you're not doing bad. Like, you're still doing bad, but not as bad. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. I would I would say I'm doing good. Well, me too, dude. I'm with you. Good. You look good, What's Patrick. Our, uh... <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I haven't showered in three weeks. What's our What's our topic? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I meant. You look good for not having showered for three weeks. <laughs> No, I showered this morning just so people know, Andy. I don't want people to think I'm gross. Yeah. That would be bad. That's a good call. I showered this morning too, man. That's good. That's very good. Yeah. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, now that the important stuff is out of the way. Um. So our random topic today, Patrick... Um, comes from Michael Chaplin. Ooh. Nice. Um, so Michael wants to know, um, she says, I'd love to hear discussion around when you should leave a job that's no longer serving you in your career or even just stories about leaving jobs. Stories about leaving jobs? Maybe yeah, so you, she wants to hear like... Do you have a story about leaving a job? Like recently? No, not really. That was a long time ago, Patrick. <laughs> like, let's say in the last five months. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's 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 answer her first question first. Um, <laughs> so she wants to know when you should leave a job that's no longer serving you in your career, hmm. right? Yeah. That one's a toughie. So I guess, like, how do you know that? How do you know that? How do you know that, Andy? How do you know when it's not serving you? That's what I just you? asked you. Oh, that's what you asked me? I yeah. was just repeating what you said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you... I think, I think you know when you don't feel like you're growing anymore, right? When you're not challenged anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, or when you're not happy with something, right? Yeah. I think when you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I have to go to work today. Yeah. But you do that like all the time. Like every day you dread waking up and going yeah. to work, right? You can go. Th or waking up in, you know, in these days, waking up and opening your computer <laughs> and start talking to people. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, you can have periods of time where you're like not wanting to go to work or it feels like a job. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's fine. I think, but, but to your point, I think. It's kind of like when you feel like you don't have anything left to give or, or get from the job, right? So if you're going in yeah. and you're like, um, you're going in and you're like, dude, I know how to do this backwards and forwards. I'm bored. Like, this is lame. I don't want to do this. Like, you're not challenged. I think that's one, I think that's one maybe indicator that, that, uh, well, you need another challenge. It may not be necessarily leaving the job. But uh, 
I think that would be an indicator that maybe you, you could look for another job. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good one. <laughs> um, I think another one is is if, well, obviously if it's toxic, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you can't get anything done, you're not allowed to do your job. Say your boss or your manager is always in the way, or other people at work are always in the way, right? From preventing you from doing your job, preventing you from doing what you have been trained to do what your principal to do. Um, I think that's another good indicator of like, you should probably get out. Yeah. Cause you don't want to stay in that environment. Yeah, I would definitely agree with those. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the worst part about it. I think like, yeah, there's definitely something about like, maybe you're bored and you're not progressing in your career. Like you're learning. Um, that's one thing, but like, I think, if you are really challenged with the people that you're working with and it's a toxic environment, that's an entirely different thing. Right. Patrick, like it's, that's something you're going to hate going to whereas the other one, you might just be bored Mm -hmm. going to, right. Bored. Yeah. So that's, I I was going to say bored doesn't necessarily mean that you should switch jobs, but I think you need to look at your goals of what you're trying to accomplish. Cause I think we all get bored sometimes at work depending on the project we're working mm-hmm. on or even the people we work with or that kind of thing. But I think um, if, it, if you're bored, but you, you, you pair that with what I'm, what you're trying to accomplish in your career and you're not getting that, then I think that's probably a good sign that you're ready to move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. That's a different uh, uh, distinction than what I said. Yeah. That, is, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know. Do you have, do you have, I think it centers around what your career goal is. Um, I know for a lot of people, they probably don't have clear-cut career goals um, or even clear-cut like what they want to get from the job beyond the job. Do you, do you have, have like, clear-cut goals, Andy? Like, Yeah, that's a good question. Um, in, ter- in terms of like where I want to go in my career specifically, like if I want to be, and this is something I'm, I'm still figuring out. Honestly, I don't have clear cut goals. Like Mm -hmm. personally in my career, I'm like deciding, do I want to go like the management tract of, of, you know, being a design manager in the future? Do I want to be like a principal designer? Um, and do I want to like manage people? Do I want to like work on a design system primarily? Um, yeah. So there's definitely like different options and I'm not sure exactly what I want to do and which would challenge me more, which would be like more interesting. So mm-hmm. that's not something that I really know for sure. But I think if I worked at a company that allowed me to experiment in that, that I could like actually like try something um, try something else, then I think that would actually help me answer those questions. And that would be a challenging thing for me. Like there's something new on the horizon that I could look forward to in terms of my career. And, um, I can see how that actually, you know, affects my well being and affects my happiness each day. So you're kind of what I hear you saying is you like your, your career goal right now is to figure out what your next step could be. Right. And, Mm-hmm. So you have to find a company that's going to allow you to do that, right? Yes. Or be at a company or, or work with your managers and whoever else to figure out if that's what it's going to be. And I think that's really what sometimes we don't really have clear goals, clear cut goals. I know like very early in my career when I started, my, my, my whole goal was to figure out what kind of designer I wanted to be 
did I want to be graphic designer? Did I want to be uh, interaction designer? Did I want to be, uh, did I want to work for an internet company? Do I want to work for an agency? Do I want to work for a SaaS company? Like that was my goal was to figure out what I liked. And so I, I shifted jobs a lot at the beginning of my career in design. I think it was like every year for three, three and a half years, which can be a little scary because you don't want to be, you don't want to get that reputation of being a job hopper either. But <clears throat> my goal was to be like, what, what are my, what are my design strengths? And then like, and you have to discover those, right? You just, you kind of don't know what those are when you first start out. And then yeah. what, what, what could I do best at or where would I be happiest at? So that was my career goal early on. And then I had a, and then kind of in the mid part of my career, after I figured that out, my, my goal was to become, um, like the fastest, best designer I could. That was my goal for a few years. And Hmm. partially like, how can I be, how can I be a better team player? How can I, um, how can I be faster at my job? Because when I was working with other designers, I was like, some of these designers are so slow. Like they do really good work, but it takes forever. And I can see how they, um, how that affects the rest of the company and the rest of the organization. So I was like, I want to make my goal, my career goal, like how do I get faster? What are methods to become faster? How do I, how do I deliver my designs quicker, but still have high quality? Um, yeah. that was my goal for a couple of years. So that didn't really require me to like move jobs. You know, that was more like practice. So I think it really just depends on what your goals are. And if you don't know what those are, then I think what you, like you said, is like figure out what you're trying to do and then see if what your current job matches, if it matches with that or not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that totally makes sense. And as she said, like, um, you know, when you should leave a job that's no longer serving you in your career, mm-hmm. which I do like, like the job as something that's serving you. Um, like it's, it's something you can use to help with, you know, advancement in your career. So if your job is just you giving and you giving and you giving, um, and the, the job is not giving back to you in terms of the opportunity to advance, the opportunity to grow, um, then it might not be the right fit for you. But I love what we're saying first off here is you have to define what you need in your career. You have to define what that is. And once you have that understanding, then you can actually be at a company that, that works for what you need. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause otherwise you won't know if it's, you won't know if you're just giving and not receiving in that relationship. Right. Yeah. Cause you got to know what you're supposed to be getting from it. I think a lot of designers don't right. know honestly what they're supposed to be getting from a job. We've, yeah. we've, and it's a two way street, right? Patrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the old two way street again. <laughs> it takes two to tango. <laughs> I just think of all the, the, the metaphors that have the word two. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, Patrick, for those who don't know what jobs should be giving them, right? Like what they should be getting out of a job. It sounds like, um, I don't know how they go about finding that out other than listening to this amazing podcast. Um, yeah. but I think that they should like, <laughs> which, which one is that dude? Are you, what, are you, what podcast are you listening to right now? <laughs> right. <laughs> I want in. 
No, we. I, I get what you're saying. Like, oh, you're what are, what are they? What like we could? I mean, I think it depends on you. Depends on. It depends on what you want. Like, I think you have to think about it. Like, I, we've interviewed. Uh, mm-hmm. I've interviewed designers before, right? That, like, I ask them that question over the phone, in a phone screening. Like, <clears throat> what what do you want from me? What do you want from this job? Right? If you come work here for this company, what do you want to get? And uh, I try to do that before they know what we can actually offer for them, because I want to know if they if if they have any. Well, first of all, if they have career goals or not. A lot of them are like, I just want a job that I can do this and design and be happy. And like, that's not really, (laughs) that's not really a goal. I mean, I guess being happy is a goal, but it's not like, but what are we going to do? I can't, I can't make you happy. You know what I mean? So it's like you come in. You can't make him happy, Patrick. I mean, that's your job. They're the type of people that are just going to be asking for more all the time, man. Just, you know, that's what designers people. always ask like, for. <laughs> there's like, I just want a computer. And then when you give them a computer, they're like, I just want, I want a special monitor. And when you give them a special monitor, there's like, oh, to be happy, I need <laughs> this salary. They just keep asking for more things, right? You don't like, that's not like the kind of person you want working for you as, as a manager. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me get this clear. So the, the you person happy, you Andy. don't want is somebody who wants to just be happy. If their career goal is to be happy, <laughs> you're. You turn them away. <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> okay. of what their skills are. <laughs> no, but I've I've interviewed Noted. I've interviewed people like uh like well like when I interviewed you, right, long time ago, I think you had some you had some pretty clear cut stuff. You talked about it a little bit just now, but like I want to figure out, I want to be better at, I want to know more about user experience. I remember that was like one of yours was like, you're coming from a graphic design world. I want to understand user experience better. I want to know how to user test better. I want to know how to do better user research. Like those were your, those were your goals there. And then you were like, also like long-term do, is this, do I see myself in a management role later on? Do I see myself as a principal designer later on? Like, you had some pretty clear cut things that you've already talked about um, mm-hmm. in that first interview. And I think too, like um, just having those, like into, like if it's skills that you want to learn, if it's a process you want to learn, if it's a tool you want to learn, like think of the things that if, if you're a designer and you can't figure out what your goals are, then I think I would start with what you want to learn or what you want to be better at. Right. Think yeah. about those things, write those down. And then when you go to an interview, <laughs> And they ask you what you want, just read those. <laughs> Don't say be happy. <laughs> Wise words. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's different for everyone. I mean, I've you know, you talk to people and mm-hmm. they're because there's career goals and there's kind of design goals, right? Design goals I would say are more like the things that you want to learn, the things you want to pick up. Like I want to learn how yeah, to I want better to be better at tool at, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to be better at user testing or I want to be better at um, metrics or analytics or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. And then there's your career goals, which is like, if I get better at being a designer, what does that lead to? What's, what's my next promotion? Where do I go? Maybe that's not a promotion. Maybe, maybe my career goal is to go to this agency and learn from this mentor for five years and then go to another agency and learn from that mentor for five years. Um, 
I've often thought that was that that's a good way instead of going the promotion track, like for designers is like finding people you want to work with and go work with them for a few years and learn from them and then go to another mm-hmm. place and then learn from them. Um, so that might be your career goal is just to like bounce around and learn um, to kind of round out your skills and round out your career that way. Um, you know, your goal might be, I've heard people say this too, you know, their goal is to work for a Facebook or an Amazon or something. They want that on their resume, right? Um, yeah, the big tech company. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go suffer through that for five years, and then I'm gonna like, I can do whatever I want because I have Facebook on my resume or whatever. I've heard mm-hmm. people talk about that. I think it just depends. I think those are some pretty common goals, though. Are like, I want to be what, like. I want some kind of promotion in my career. I want to move from a senior designer to a design manager or director or something. That would be one goal. Bouncing around, you know, learning from different people, mentoring would be another goal. Um, or maybe on the other end, it's, you know, you, maybe your goal is to go mentor and build teams, right? Like maybe your goal is to, I want to go to this startup and build a team. That's my goal. Um, that's kind of what my goal was initially in the back of my mind when I came to Canopy was like, I think it'd be a really fun challenge to go to a startup and build my own team. That was kind of my goal. So I don't know. Nice. And you did it. Did it. Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. Then you all quit and uh, moved on, which, which is part of the reality of uh, building a team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We made it as challenging as we right. could for you, Patrick. You hire good people, and then they they quit and leave you because their career goals are different than what they were three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would I would tell I would tell Michael the first thing you do is just figure out what you actually want. Mm-hmm. You know, is it salary? Is it promotion? Is it mentoring? Like, write that down. <clears throat> and then compare it to what you're doing right now. Because that's the first thing is just because you feel like you want to change, maybe you don't need a change. Maybe you didn't Maybe you didn't actually reach out. If your goal is to uh, learn from a mentor, but you've never, you've, you've just been doing what you've been doing, right? And you're bored. And then you go, oh, I, I want to learn from a great mentor. And then you quit and go find another mentor. You may leave somebody at that company that could have been your great mentor already. You just weren't proactive about it and you didn't ask. No, I like that a lot. You kind of like can look at your goals and compare those to what your company actually is offering you. Yeah. Like kind of, you know, give your company a scorecard and see how they're doing. And then, yeah, from there, you can actually make a decision. Am I in the right place or am I not? Is is this problem a, an internal problem, something that I'm causing? Or is it something that the company cannot offer me? Yeah. You know? I think an important thing about that, too, is like you um, should probably, you know, if you're at a place where you can actually voice this, you should voice what your goals are, like what you actually want from a company. So if you're having your one-on-ones with your manager, you should actually take the time to say what you need, um, not just kind of you know live passively and just hope it comes to you and happens to you. Because um, you're if if you're just sitting there waiting to become a manager, it might not happen mm-hmm. unless you actually voice that you want to become a manager. No, that's a great point. So I th- 
There's a yeah. I th- Sorry, I keep <laughs> keep interrupting you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what I was gonna say anymore. So you can keep going. <laughs> I remember. I remember a while ago I was struggling with that. Um, when I first started managing a team, I was struggling with that same principle of like I'm waiting. I'm passively waiting for to get what I need to do my job. And uh, <clears throat> uh, Kat over at Degreed, I remember having lunch with her or something, and she told she just gave me the, this Oprah Winfrey quote. quote. <laughs> you, you know I love Oprah Winfrey, right, right, Andy? Yeah. Like heroes, yeah. right? And she just said... She's your mentor, right? Yeah, yeah, Oprah. Well, it's, it's mostly Stedman. <laughs> I kind of more look up to Stedman. <laughs> okay. No, but Kat, she's the she's a CPO over a degree. She gave me I've always considered her like kind of my mentor a little bit. Um, but she gave me a quote, You get in life what you have the courage to ask for. The great mm. the great Oprah Winfrey. So I always kind of kept that one because that was like a lesson for me. That was like her advice to me. Was like, Well, you can't just sit around and wait. Right? Like you ha- you actually have to ask you actually have to ask for it. And so yeah. that was that was kind of a good career lesson for me was I was actually I was actually in a role where I wanted to leave because I didn't feel like I was getting what I wanted to out of the job but I never I never had the guts to ask for what I needed. So then it was like, oh, then yeah, exactly. but then I went and asked and then I got what I needed and then I'm good. Right? Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> So I think this is a really good way to answer, like to keep going in, in, in our journey of answering this question to recap so far, we have to define what your goals are, like what you actually need from a company. Mm-hmm. And then next, if you're not already doing it, ask for it. Um, and then if you don't get that thing, <laughs> the thing that you need, um, that might be a good indicator that your company is no longer serving you in your career. Yeah. Yep. I would agree. Like that, that's like the test, right? That's like the way to find out. Um, because it, if you hadn't been voicing this and all of a sudden you voice it and like what happened to you, you suddenly get it. Hey, it turns out where you're at is actually a great place mm-hmm. and you can keep, you know, progressing there. Well, and you should, um, you shouldn't quit a job unless you know exactly why you're quitting the job. Like I think, I think people, people often just are like, I'm not happy right goes back to the i'm not happy that's my goal is to be happy mm-hmm. um i think people just get frustrated and they're not happy and they just quit but but i don't i don't ever think that's a really good reason to quit your job like you you quit because it's it's a bad work environment and your mental health is at stake right you quit because yeah. you've you've worked really hard and asked for raises and never got a raise um you know you quit for you quit for very specific reasons or at least you should and those reasons should be based on, um, does this company match my career goals? Is it giving me what I need? And like you said, those two points, like, do I know what my goals are? And then also, have I have I even looked around to see, like, have I looked in my office to see if I get those from this company? Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I don't. And I think going along with your point, Patrick, like um, you shouldn't just quit because you're unhappy. Like you have to actually take the time to define what is the unhappiness, right? Like what you were doing. Um, and I think you have to communicate that to your company too. Mm-hmm. Um, like if 
if your company doesn't know that they're actually not serving you the way they want to be, they might actually take the time to do it or like say like, Oh, I'm sorry. Let me, (laughs) I didn't know this was a problem. Let's, let's address it. Right. Um, or they might just be like, that's fine. That's not the the direction we want to go yeah. with your field. So then you can you can go out the door. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's like you um, you have like a I think a I don't know if it's a what's the word I'm thinking of. You, you you should consider definitely letting the company know what's wrong with the company, why it's not serving you as a designer. Yeah. Or any other type of employee, um, because they probably don't know that it's very possible they have no idea why the environment might be toxic for you or why you're bored in your job or why you don't feel like it's giving you the things that you need Mm -hmm. because they would most likely want to fix that to keep you yep and as a as a person who's been managing a team for a few years that's super important to me because i you know i had people quit our team right um you, you didn't, but I had other people quit the team. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I uh, like when people were, when people were honest, when people were honest and said, this is why I'm quitting. And they had a, they had a, they had that reason. There was on, on almost on every account, there were things that I couldn't, we as a company couldn't, couldn't help them with. Right. At that time. Mm-hmm. So it was like, no, I'm, I'm with you. Right. Like we, we, I, I would love to keep you, but I can't, but I, I know I'm not, it's not going to be fulfilling for you if that's your goal and we can't provide it, you know? And so then there's the encouragement, like as a manager who cares about their people, which I think most managers do, they, they would rather see the, they would rather see these designers be happy um, and be fulfilled than work for you begrudgingly for the next two years, you know? Yeah. So yeah, definitely be honest. And you brought up this earlier is do that in your one-on-ones because you don't know, you have no idea, and neither does the manager, you know, neither does your director or anything know if they can help you out or not if nobody knows, right? So. Yeah. And even if, like, you, you don't know exactly what it is yet, like, it could maybe just be helpful to say, like, I'm not feeling super happy. I might not know why. Yeah. <laughs> And maybe your manager can help you with that if it's a, if you have a good manager. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. Is like maybe you don't know. Like you you go in and you go, I'm totally bored, man. Like I've never been more bored yeah. at a job in my life. And then your manager's like, oh, hold, wait a second. Do you need, you know? Because I think I think if they do, if they're good managers and they do care about you and they care about your well being, um, they're going to help you. And whether that means yeah. I'm going to give you something else to do, I'm going to move you from this team to that team or whatever, like I'll I'll try to do what I can for you. But then sometimes it's, sometimes it's really just literally just like, well, maybe you should find another job. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like as sad (laughs) as that is, I think sometimes, but I think depending on where you work, because not, that's the other thing too, uh, learning, you know, like learning about managers um, in my career is like at some point I finally realized that my manager wasn't in charge right? Like at some point you go, at some point in your career, you go, wait, my manager's like my boss, but he's not, you know, he or she is not like in charge of the whole company. You know, they can't just give me everything I want. There's other leaders, you know, CEOs, um, that kind of thing that are more directly influential that way. And so I think at some point you, you 
you shift your thinking and looking at your manager as somebody that's trying to help you, coach you, mentor you, rather than somebody who's going to give you everything you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. I like that a lot. But I do like what you said about, like, <laughs> even if you don't know, like, your manager should be the one that can help you define what your career goals are. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I like that, too, because, like, when, yeah, you're at the beginning and you're like, I don't know what my career goals are. <laughs> then you could actually ask them to help you to find that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Did that answer her question, Andy? Did we do it? I think it did. I think it was pretty good. Um, there was the last section, of course, <laughs> which I don't know exactly how to go about it, but, or even her, the last part of her section was just, just stories about leaving jobs. Yeah, that one's kind of tough. Um, that is tough because, yeah, there's, there's lots of different reasons why I think both of us, Patrick, have left jobs in the past. Yeah. I've, I think I've mostly left jobs. If I look back at it, early on in my career, was it was I learned I didn't like what I was doing, right? Like my goal was, you know, like I said earlier, early in my career, it was like figuring out what kind of designer I wanted to be. Um, I remember getting a front-end development job uh, for a while, kind of like a web design job where I was doing design and kind of front-end code. And I wasn't mm-hmm. really a developer. I didn't come from that. Like I knew a little bit about how to, you know, build web websites and things, but I wasn't like a front end dev. Um, and I was there probably three, six months um, doing that when I realized that I didn't, I really hated the, I really hated the constraint of code. Like I hated, I hated feeling like that was the medium I had to paint in, you know, like hmm. I just didn't, I didn't like that. I wanted more freedom. I wanted more. I wanted the ability to like design something and create something without having to deal with, you know, for loops and, you know, troubleshooting all this other code and creating more bugs for myself. And I just, I didn't like that. I didn't enjoy that side of the problem solving. And I, I went to work one day and I remember just thinking like, all I'm doing is copying, pasting code. That's all I'm doing is like, looking at this and going, this will solve my problem. I'm going to paste it in here and see if it works. Paste it in there. It worked about 80% of the time, but then I had some bugs to figure out. And I was like, I'm not writing code. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not doing something mm-hmm. that I felt very creative at. And that's what I wanted was like, I wanted to build something. I want to do something um, where I felt creative and I wasn't feeling creative at all. So then it was like, I think maybe I don't want to do this job anymore. Right. And I remember kind of, I yeah. remember quitting for that pretty much that reason of like, that's not what I want to do. <clears throat> and then I was like, well, what else could I do? And I hadn't done traditional UX work or interaction design work up to that point. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to look for a UX job. Cause I don't really know what that is, but like user testing and interviewing users and finding out what their needs are seems really interesting to me. And that seems way more creative than, copying and pasting code or trying to get an interaction to work. So I, I know that was a reason why I quit. Quit a job. Yeah. And for, for me too, looking back in my, my history, I've definitely 
transition jobs for um, like when I first learned UX in my first position in UX, I, you know, definitely wanted to learn more about how UX works and like doing it the right way because I didn't have that formal training. And as I slowly learned the right way to do it, um, I got like pushback, like in terms of like, we don't have a lot of time to do it this way. Yeah. Um, and, and also like I wanted to grow as a designer and I wanted to work with a design team and I was like the only designer. Um, so that's why I wanted to transition, actually be able to work with the team to be mentored and to learn the right way to do my job. I think that's a big reason for a lot of designers is I want to work with a team or I want to work with this set mm -hmm. of individuals to learn how to do my job better. I think that's a big, I think that's, that's been one in my career that, um, you know, I've quit jobs. I've also quit a job for pure money reason. And it wasn't necessarily that great of a great of an experience for me. Right. Um, I got offered a job yeah. that was a lot more money in my, my current company didn't want to pay me that kind of money. Um, and so I left, even though I love the team and I love the company. Um, I, I felt like I needed to do what was right for my family, you know? And, mm -hmm. uh, so I did that. I, I learned a lot from it though. I mean, it was a good experience for me. Learned a lot about, um, you know, changing careers, changing jobs, when to do it, when not to do it. Um, what happens when you do it and you, you, take off your friends, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but I also met, I also met really cool people and it was a good experience that way. But yeah, like I've quit jobs where I, I felt like my goal, my goal was not necessarily aligned with my career goal, but it was more like a need that I, it was more like a family need, right. Or something. And those are, those can be yeah. hard because that you feel like you're doing, you do feel like you're doing yourself a disservice on some level. Like I'm going to quit this good company to go to this. I don't know company, right. This unknown company mm -hmm. for money, even though I, I know I'm leaving something really good for me. Um, that, those can be really hard decisions, but I think, I think in the long run, as long as you know, like we talked about earlier, as long as you know exactly why you're quitting and you can tell your employer that then, um, you know, and I did, I told my employer that, right? Like they're offering me this amount of money. I don't want to leave, but I also can't, I, I can't walk away from that. Right. And you know, yeah. so yeah, those can be, those can be very hard decisions. Absolutely. And I think when you're, when you're making these decisions, there's, you know, the other ones in mind of like, um, as you said, like, what are the repercussions of actually deciding to quit? Like when you're, when you're kind of going through that, you're like, I, I do work at a pretty good company now, but this other opportunity is like, it's a good opportunity. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but the transition into a new company is also a difficult one. Like if you have been at the company where you are now, you, especially as a designer, like, you know, your user base pretty well, like what their needs are, what their jobs are, all that sort of stuff. You, you know how to do all the things that you need to do to get your job done. Hopefully you know how to work with the people there and going into a new company, you have to learn all of that again. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's hard to transition into that. And that, that can be really challenging for some individuals. So I think that's something you'd want to consider. <laughs> like, do you actually want to go through that right now? Would that be a good thing to do in, in, in this time of life right now for you? Yeah. So if, 
it's something you want to consider when you are leaving. Is this the right time to leave <laughs> or should I leave it all? <laughs> well, it can, it can be really tough when you're leaving a team that you like or people that you like. You know, if you're, if you're yeah. not leaving because the environment's toxic, but you're leaving because it, like, there's not a challenge for you anymore, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you, you want to leave. You know, that, that mm-hmm. means that, like, well, I, I, I feel like I need to leave. I don't really want to leave, but I feel like I need to leave. That can be really hard because you do, you, you have all this influence that you've built up over the last couple of years at your, your previous career. And then you've got to you've got to start over. No matter what your skill set is, you got to go in. You got to start over. You got to get to know everybody. You got to figure out how you're going to gain your influence there. You got to figure out how you're going to make decisions there. You got to figure out a new process. Um, and sometimes that can be welcoming. Sometimes you're sometimes you're like, I want that challenge. But other times it's like, what am I doing, man? Like I know this is better for me, but <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And as you said, like the, the people you work with, you, you know, you go there and you work with them every day. You see them for almost eight hours a day, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you have really personal connections with these people and it's hard to leave them. Um, you know, they could be very close friends and that's, that's a challenge because you are no longer in their lives very much. Yeah, You could, I mean, to, to like a piece of advice that way, two, two pieces of advice, Andy, that way is one, you could start a podcast with some of those people. Uh, so you can just continue to keep hanging out with them a little bit. Uh, the second thing is, yeah. is, uh, don't ever afraid to, don't ever afraid to bounce back if you can, right? If it's a place that you yeah. were really successful at, like, don't burn your bridge. Don't go throwing your punches when you leave. <laughs> like tell them, be honest, tell them why you're leaving. And a lot of times if, you know, the people are good, they'll, they'll want you, they'll want you to come back. They don't want you to leave. Um, you know, I, I left and returned to a company before and, um, it was a good experience for me, right? It was a really good experience for me. So it's not, it's not, that's, don't write that, don't ever write that off either. You know, I've known plenty of people that have left a company for a particular reason. They had a really good reason, went to the new company. It didn't pan out. So they, they, you know, contacted their old manager or whatever and said, Hey, do you have any openings for me? And they came, you know, returned home as the prodigal son, open arms. (laughs) And, uh, it's cool, you know? Yeah, I really like that. And I, I think you can you can make your decisions, you know, whatever they may be as a learning experience, like what you did, Patrick, like you, you, you took your time and you, you know, you decided to leave a company and you learned from that experience. And going back to a new company, you learned that maybe in the future, that's might not be something you want to do. And maybe it is right. So like, as long as you're not burning those bridges, <laughs> you might have that opportunity. Yeah. And, and also, you never know if you're going to burn a bridge or not, even if you're super nice and polite. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Try not to burn bridges, yeah. but yeah, you never know. <laughs> but just don't quit a job emotionally. Quit a job for a logical reason. Or Yeah. Yeah, like a good reason. Make sure you know why you're quitting. Unless it's super toxic <laughs> and then just get the hell out of it, right? Yeah. Burn those bridges and have fun doing it, yeah, right? There are times to burn bridges. You know, those are the times when it's just when it's just a terrible. I, w- I wouldn't say like an abusive. I've never been in like an abusive career or anything, but I know people that have been. And it's like, dude, you got to get out of there. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to quit. I don't care if they're a big company. I don't care if they're this. I don't care if they're that. It's not healthy for you. You got to get out of there. Burn a bridge yeah. if you have to. But. 
I don't know. I hope that I hope that answers Michael's question. I do too. It's a good one. We've had we've had a couple weeks here of these like uh, kind of deeper, you know, like deeper topics. It's not like it's not yeah. fluffy topics. Like, is Figma better than Sketch? <laughs> it's like, how do I be more creative? <laughs> how do I? Nobody cares about that. How do Figma I quit a job? Sketch crap anymore. Yeah. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like very pensive and reflective with all this time at home. Yeah. <laughs> all this introspection. Is that a yeah. word? Introspection? Introspective? I think it is. <laughs> is that it? Can't really talk. I haven't been to Taco Bell in three and a half weeks. So I can't talk about what the latest goings on are at Taco Bell. Have you not been like like eating out at all? Like not eating out, but like you know, doing takeout at all? No, we we have been. And by the Just way, by the way, JC JCW's <laughs> does takeout really well. What do they do differently? They got a nice, like, well, they're they're and, perfect at everything anyway. But like, they yeah. got a nice uh, little interface online where you select all your stuff. And then you can just drive ah. up there, and then they got a little guy in there. You pull in the parking lot, and he's like, hey, what's your what's your order name and your number? And you tell him, and then he tells you which parking stall to park in. Puts a little number on your on your window, and you pull in, you park, and then you wait. And they come out with the rubber gloves, and they stay, you know, six feet away to throw the food at you in the window. No, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but You got to catch the cheese fries in your you mouth. Gotta catch them. No, they do a pretty good job. We've been eating there a little bit. So love JCWs. Every time I have JCWs, Patrick, it reminds me of being 16 again. Because I used to work at training tables, yes. you know, who had the same, you know, cheese fries as JCW with that, that hickory sauce. The hickory sauce, man. And I would, I would just eat that stuff all the time. It's so good. I know that's all J- JCWs is just the training table without the stupid restaurant. Yeah. Same recipes. The, <laughs> when you had to call up on the phone. Yeah. And I want this order and this order from the table. Well, you always called up. The thing I couldn't get is you always called up. And then when it was ready, you had to go pick it up. Like, you, <laughs> you're at the table. Like, they should bring it to you. They know where you came from. Right? They know what yeah. phone number it was. Like, why can't they walk <laughs> it out to you? No, you had to go up and pay. Just always it's seemed, all part of the experience. Just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't I just go up and order my food, pick it up, and go sit down? No, I gotta, I gotta go in. I gotta sit down. I gotta pick up that greasy phone, the COVID nineteen infested phone that's on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta put my order in, and then it's like ordering. It's like ordering over the phone. So of course they don't understand what you're saying. You know. What was that? And you wanted, you wanted cheese fries. Yeah. Cheese, yeah, cheese fries. And then they ring it, and then you got to go pick it up and pay for it anyway. Yeah, I remember working there. There were some tables where the phones just would, would fizz out. They wouldn't work very well, so we'd have to tell them to come up and order <laughs> the food and go sit down again. You're like, yeah, sorry, sir. Uh, you're going to have to come up here anyway and order your food, then go back to your table. And then we'll yell at you because the, the phone doesn't work. I uh, love the training table. Good food. That's why it's now. By the JCW's. way, I quit that job 
when I quit that job, they didn't even ask me why I was quitting, Patrick. They just like, okay, cool. And on my last day, they didn't even like remember it was my last day. I just like, <laughs> I just clocked out and yeah, walked away and never anything. saw them again. No. When I when I quit my Target job, it was like devastating for them. <laughs> I'm serious. It was the most bizarre thing. Like they knew I was quitting to go back to work at the ski resort, so they knew like October I would be quitting anyway. And then when I went in, and I mm-hmm. told my manager, I said, I told my manager Sue, I was like, hey, I'm, so I'm done now. I'm gonna go back to the resort. And they were like, no, you have to stay. Like they begged me to stay. <laughs> and then they like, what did you do there? Oh no, I didn't do anything. I, I always got in trouble. <laughs> I worked on the sales floor. I always got in trouble. But they tried to get me to stay, and then they had a cake. It's th- It's been the only place that I've ever worked what? where they gave me a cake on my last day. And we had, like, this big celebration of me quitting. It was weird. That's amazing. You shouldn't have left, Patrick. No, I could have stayed there and been wearing the red and khaki. I probably would have owned the, the Orem Target by this point. <laughs> yeah. Could have been the operations officer down but, there. But then again, you probably would have never gotten that cake. So they kind of rewarded you for leaving a little bit. Yeah. Maybe they were maybe they were really celebrating that I was leaving. Like it was more of a celebration <laughs> yeah. for them. <laughs> it's not like you were like retiring or anything, but they still gave yeah, you a cake. I got a gold watch. <laughs> I got like these monogrammed pleated khakis. How old did they think you were at the time? I hope they thought I was 21 like I was. (laughs) Not 37. (laughs) Anyway, I'm disappointed that the training table just let you go like that and didn't want to put any effort. I think that's why they went out of business. Yeah, I worked there for a while. I was there for like two years. I worked my way up, you know, from a bus boy to, you know, cooking those burgers all the way up to the top, man. Yeah, they didn't respect you very much, obviously. No, no. I think it might have been because I, (laughs) I would put extra cheese on everyone's cheese fries more than anyone else would. Yeah. You were wasting That's probably their money. Why I spent a lot of their money. Yep. Yep. They're like, not only not only we're not going to pay this guy sal- crappy salary anymore, we're also saving a lot of money on cheese fries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note. And that's why a training table never made it. Exactly. <laughs> that's why they buckled. <laughs> that's why the two managers that respected you quit and made JCWs. All for you, Andy. Yeah. They're like, this is we're doing this for Andy. I need to get like an Andy burger yeah. at the training table. What would the Andy burger be? Uh, it'd be pretty close to the, the blue cheese bacon yeah. burger they have there. Is that your favorite? Yes. Are you a hickory burger guy? The hickory burger's the best, man. It's pretty good. I had that all the time. But the blue cheese, the blue burger, the blue, they used to call it, the training table is the blue bacon burger, right? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. 
Yeah, those were the days. I just go cook my, it'll, you know, be my break time, and I just go cook my, my <laughs> burger, make a ton of fries, and I'd get fifty percent off. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> put put three times the cheese on your cheese fries. <laughs> Get it. Yeah, exactly. I got my money's back. <laughs> okay, Andy. Time to go. <laughs> See you fast. <laughs> You want to know the best way to support the podcast? And I know you do because you made it to the end of this episode. That is share it. Share it with a coworker, share it with a family member, share it with a friend, share it with whoever you want to, share it with a construction worker, share it with somebody, it doesn't matter. Just share it. Um, a couple more ways to support the podcast though. Go buy a t-shirt over at designmuch.threadless.com and then wear it with pride. And then lastly, to support the podcast, we need your topics use hashtag design much topics on social media or shoot us an email at topics at designmuch.org or just go to designmuch.org slash contact and fill out the form. <laughs>